Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole. Very happy to be with you today. Welcome, 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 everyone. It is the summer. It's the summer. Wherever you are, I hope you are enjoying it, embracing it, experiencing the little things that make you happy. And I say that because time zips by. We don't even realize how quickly uh, time moves, especially, I'm going to say, especially for people who love the summer. Because if you love this season, whatever season it is that you love, each day seems precious and you want it to last and last and last. And somehow it seems to flip by. So for me, summer is that season. And Therefore, I want to savor every moment. Also, I want to make sure that I'm engaging positive feelings. And as you know, here on Dream Leapers Inspiration, that's what we're all about, is trying to find the positive, working to access the positive, to engage the positive, and to do that at a time when many people this year, especially, are outside, many people have masks off. And if we think about the, the spiritual understanding of mask off, so not just literally here because of COVID, we've been wearing masks for a year and a half, but to take your mask off, to show yourself for who you are, and what does that do for you inside? What does that do for others when you show yourself as yourself, not uh, not disguising anything, not covering anything, that proverbial mask. When you take the mask off and you show who you are, what are you showing? And how do you feel about what you're showing and who you're showing? I was thinking about that in these past couple of days and wanting to talk to you about self-love and self-appreciation. It's always important to honor ourselves and often easy to get derailed if we don't remember that as we are is great, that we don't need to compare ourselves to other people, that if we want to make improvements, it's because we want to do better for us, not because somebody else has scolded us or pointed a finger at us or otherwise told us what they think we should do. Practicing self-love is tending to you for you. And, you know, I have a teenage daughter who's 17. And we're out here in this lovely beach community and there are not that many teens out. So a few days ago, she met a young lady and they said that they would hang out with each other. And I, I'll give just highlights because it's her story, not mine, but there's a reason I'm sharing this. First of all, teenagers can be incredibly self-conscious. My daughter happens to be pretty self-possessed. She has her own unique style, her own way of being and living, and is very confident. This other young lady who she met is very trendy put it that way. And 
my daughter told me that she had a lot of criticisms of her. She didn't like her hair. She didn't like you're wearing that outfit to they were they were going to hang out in town. You're gonna wear that? What if we go someplace special? There was a barrage of barbs and criticisms. And this is upon first meeting. This young lady was making comments that were unkind. My daughter just ignored her. Yes, I'm going to wear my hair like this. Yes, I'm going to wear this outfit. And I'm going to feel good about myself. And then they went up on their way. And as they were walking in town, there was someone who walked by the, them and complimented my daughter on her outfit. Oh, where'd you get those pants? And another one. Oh, I like your hair. My daughter's hair right now is the half back of it is dyed fuchsia. She's having fun as a teenager. And when she told me about it, she said you know, she felt okay because she has a good self-image. But as I'm sharing the story because it could be, she's 17, it could be happening to you or me. And you feel some kind of a way if you meet someone and the person immediately starts criticizing you and how you put yourself together, your appearance, your style, etc., suggesting in a snarky kind of way that you should change. The fact that almost to the beat, there was someone who provided a compliment was helpful. Now my daughter didn't, she said she wasn't knocked down by it, but you know, she was offended. And then here comes someone saying, oh, like your pants, where'd you get that? Same thing happened when she and I were out yesterday and she had her own little quirky style and there was someone who asked her, where'd you buy that? Does that stuff matter? Well, I wanna say in a way it matters because we live in a community of people and it is incredibly helpful when people are supportive of each other. And in this moment, I want to say, especially this is something that happens a lot with women. Women of any age can attack each other or they can support each other. And I have been in situations through my entire life where I've experienced both where I've experienced the most incredible, horrific attacks, verbal and otherwise, from women whom I would think would be supportive. I've also received incredible support and love in many different forms from women. For a teenager, single, single you know, uh, only child, out here with a bunch of adults wanting to try to have an experience with another teenager. That was a disappointment. It did not derail her though. She said, mommy, I don't wanna hang out with her anymore. I said, you absolutely don't have to. I, I congratulated her on making the effort because you do wanna make the effort to go out and meet people and connect with others. But if someone's gonna be disrespectful and rude, you shut that down which she did. And thank goodness the universe chose to let her see her self-reflection through others so that it helped to remind her in the moment that her choices are fine for her. And actually, 
Our choices sometimes make other people smile. But we don't make these choices, or we should not make these choices, to please others. And that's a whole lot easier said than done. We live in a culture that advertises to our weaknesses and suggests that we need to buy something, this, that, the other, in order to be worthy, in order to be happy, in order to be beautiful. That is the culture in which we live. And so how do you balance that cultural reality when you want to embrace you, you want to discover you, and there are all these images and forces telling you, well, this is the way to be, or this is the way to be. It's tough. So I wanted just to contemplate self-love, what it means to honor you, what it means to explore you and what you like and what you are interested in and how you want to look and how you, what you want to do with your time and what you want to think about. Self-love, so important. And I found a couple of quotes I want to share with you. Some interesting, this one particularly I thought of in relation to my daughter and this young lady, because another thing that the young lady did was name dropping, not of people, but brand dropping. So I'm going to carry my so-and-so brand bag to this party. I'm going to wear this brand top or this brand. I'm not even going to name the brands because it's not about the brands, but it was, you know, I own this and I own that. And it was unfortunate that she felt that she needed to put her interest on that hook of a particular designer, multiple designers, in order to be validated. And full disclosure, for those of you who know me and maybe those who don't, I came up in the world of fashion. I love fashion. There are plenty of designers who I enjoy, but I don't define myself based on a designer or if I don't have a particular brand, that somehow it means I'm less than. And it, I didn't when I was young. So thank God my daughter doesn't because that's what my husband and I have taught her. And my husband's a fashion photographer. So he's shooting fashion and beauty stuff all day, every day. So we could be kind of drowning in that space, but I think you know, I'll credit our parents for teaching us you can enjoy these things, but they don't define you. And unfortunately for this young lady, they were definers for her. So here's a quote that lit up like a Christmas tree as I was thinking about that. It says, the better you feel about yourself, the less you feel the need to show off. Hear me. The better you feel about yourself, the less you feel the need to show off. That's quoted from Robert Hand, Robert Hand. Okay, let's unpack that. If you feel good about yourself, if you, just, you got up in the morning, you stretched. Oh, by the way, today I walked three miles. I promised myself I was going to walk and or work out with my trainer every day during the time that I'm out here. And then a woman whom I respect so much, uh, Yvette, who spent some time with us this week, who is a former dancer, now dance teacher, and one of the fittest 
50 plus people I know, told me you should take one day off. Just take one day off so your body can rest. And so I, I did. So now I'm going to do six days a week. So this morning I walked my three mile, three miles and came home, took my shower, and feel good. Feel good about me, feel good about honoring my commitment. You know, the commitment to fitness has not ever been an easy one for me, but I am doing my best, which is honoring my agreement with myself. And I hope whatever commitment you've made for you, you're going to honor. So I'm feeling good about myself today. And what does Robert Hand say? The better you feel about yourself, the less you feel the need to show off. That doesn't mean you can't show up looking good and feeling good, but you don't need to brag about yourself. And in this case, this young lady was bragging about all of her possessions and the labels that meant that whatever she was wearing or holding cost too much, especially for someone who's a teenager in high school. Uh, but also, at the same time as she was touting what she had, she was disparaging my daughter. For all the parents out there, you know how hard that is? Not, I, I was ready to go over to that girl's house and talk to her or talk to her guardian. I did not. I talked to my daughter and we talked about self-love and we talked about the kinds of people that we want to spend time with, not judging her, but recognizing that that's not the energy that we want to surround ourselves with. And so she didn't do the knee jerk, which is hang out again with her. Instead, I had a, a meeting when I came back, we hung out together. We enjoy each other, we support each other, we love each other, and we uplift each other. By the way, that doesn't always happen with parents and children. Sometimes there are moments in the cycle of life when there's a lot of friction. And I don't take for granted that my daughter and I have a very uplifting, positive relationship. I pray that it will continue to be that way, but I don't take it for granted. Self-love, honoring ourselves for who we are, figuring out how we can love what is reflected back at us in the mirror. As we have changed, I'm still talking about this period of quarantine, as we have changed during this period, so many of our bodies have changed, mine sure has, not necessarily for the positive, which is why I'm getting my butt up and going out and walking and exercising and cooking healthy food and eating and well and committing to fitness and fullness and, and health, positive choices for the best of health. And I hope you're doing the same. That's part of what self-love is. Make, what are your choices? In the moment, what choices are you making that support who you are, that support who you want to be, that support the life you want to live, and which ones aren't? And chances are, because we're all human beings, we're making some choices that are great for us and some choices not so much. In the moment, if we make choices that are not so good for us, we can, at the moment of awareness, say, uh-uh, 
I'm not doing that anymore. I'm stopping. I'm not doing that anymore. Instead, I'm going to do something that will be good for my spirit, good for my body, good for my soul, good for my health. I'm going to adorn myself in ways that make me feel good, not to please someone else. That is so important and kind of challenging because we live in a culture that says you have to fit in. It's funny, I grew up in Baltimore and I loved being in Baltimore as a child. And, and as I was growing up, you know, there were also awkward times and times when I did not feel accepted. Not by my family, I always felt accepted by my family, but kids were mean. And I felt very insecure. And I remember my mother just constantly reinforcing love yourself. You are great, you are beautiful, but also true beauty lies inside. And she would tell us, look inside, that's where the beauty is, it's not on the outside. You know, be a beautiful person, treat each other well. It really doesn't matter what you look like. And that was interesting for me at that time. I was the tallest, skinniest one for so many years and very awkward in my skin. Like now, I wore glasses, but glasses were not hip back then. I wore glasses since the fifth grade. People teased me about the glasses. They teased me because I was skinny. They teased me because I was flat chested. They teased me because I had long feet. They teased me because I was smart. I mean, just everything. And I bet if I ask you, what do people tease you about? Most people have a, their own list. And I was kind of reclusive in certain ways because I, because it was a barrage of negative teasing all the time. I mean, to be teased because you do well in school, it's crazy. I remember I, I rarely let people know what my grades were because that would be a source of condemnation, which is why with my daughter, I encourage her. She didn't have to tell other people, but she's an excellent student and I'm constantly celebrating her for that. My parents did that for me too, but others did not. So I'm telling you mine, what's on your list? What are the things that erode at self-love for you? What are those things that other people do that you tell yourself that erode at the greatness of you that take away from your ability to love yourself? What are those things? For me, it was constantly being teased. For me, it was the confusion around being really good at things and being criticized for it. Then when I was young, after I became an adult, I realized these are good things and I am going to hold on to those things. And even the transition from when I was the tallest, skinniest one, then I became a model. And that was amazing because then all the clothes fit and they were beautiful and, and you know, I felt different felt appreciated uh, in a public way. 
And then, like many of you, perhaps, whether you're a model or not, as you get older, the body changes again. I'm like, ooh, where'd the skinny girl go? <laughs> like, wait a minute, where'd she go? And and who, what is the body I'm inhabiting now? Any of you all have that? The, what you were and what you are now physically are different. And I tell you, for me, I think I didn't understand how good I had it when I was a skinny girl. <laughs> now that I'm not. Uh, we always want something we don't have, right? But I want to say the lessons that I am learning as a mature woman really start with love yourself as you are, just, just as you are. It is much easier to get fit if you love yourself now and you say, okay, I'm going to work to love myself even more so that I can live longer and be healthier rather than, oh my God, I can't stand this body that I'm in, so I'm just gonna hide. I got another quote for you. Where's this one? Of course, as I'm looking, I don't see it, but I'm gonna find it, it's worth finding. So let me tell you what I found right here. Here, here's a, here's a great one. One's dignity may be assaulted, vandalized, and cruelly mocked, but it can never be taken away unless it is surrendered. Hear this. One's dignity may be assaulted, vandalized, and cruelly mocked, but it can never be taken away unless it is surrendered. That's from Michael J. Fox, incredible actor who got Parkinson's, Parkinson's disease as a young man, and all the money in the world hasn't made it so that he doesn't have the disease anymore. I don't even know when he made that quote, but this notion of your dignity, never, ever can one take your dignity away, no matter what they say, unless you surrender it to them. Isn't that powerful? I think that is such an incredible point because we go through life with all kinds of challenges and all kinds of victories. What are you focusing on? If you allow yourself to focus on the negative, then, then like a flower, you will wilt. But Michael J. Fox says, your dignity cannot be taken away no matter what, unless you surrender it. And so don't surrender it. Hold on to it, uplift it, breathe into it, welcome it, cherish it. You know, when going back to my daughter, when she was telling me about this experience that she had, you know, many things that occurred that I'm not going to share at this moment, but just point that over the course of a few hours, it was one thing after another that told her, this is not the company she wants to keep. But still, she maintained her dignity and looked out for the young lady because 
she was making some choices that weren't the best choices. And my daughter was like, nope, come on, let's do this. Let's, let's, let's pivot and do something that will be smarter for us. And as I listened to her talk about how she cared for this young lady, even when she was not caring for my daughter, I thought there, there lies integrity, there lies dignity, honor, self-possession. So I want to ask you, what do you do when you're in a situation where someone is disparaging you, where you are in the opposite of good company, when it's not good company, but you have a role in the moment? Do you hold on to your dignity? Do you curse a person out? Do you belittle them the way that they're trying to belittle you? What do you do? Do you swallow it? Do you do the grin and bear it? I don't think that's a good decision. I think sometimes we do need to say something, but what we say can be buoyed by good intentions and a positive outlook. And so when you see that someone in your space is not aligning with your values and it doesn't make sense to just walk away, that you are together, what can, what can you do or say? And by the way, this happens a lot in work. You may be sitting next to somebody who doesn't align with your values. You may have to work on a project with someone who gets under your skin. Practicing self-love, recognizing that you are fully, a fully embodied being capable of holding on to your values and navigating the moment no matter what. That's going to help you because it, you're not like a balloon and, and a pinprick deflates you. You can remain strong. You can remain positive. You do not have to surrender your dignity, as Michael J. Fox said. No matter what, you can, on the one hand, let it roll off your back. On the other hand, there may be times when you need to say, you've gone too far. Please stop. When you do this, it's hard for me to get this done. When you do this, you're putting us in a dangerous situation. You know, try to name what the challenge is that interferes with your ability to be fully present and safe. And if someone in your space is affecting that, you do need to speak up and take a stance. That is part of practicing self-love. That is part of of engaging your spirit to support your life. But you don't have to be mean. You don't have to cut them off at the knees. You need to, you need to go inside, access the greatness within you, look for compassion within yourself for the other, and speak through that compassion, through empathy, when you speak to that person, find a way to connect to them so they don't feel like you're attacking them. 
that makes it easier for you to resolve, neutralize, and uplift a situation. Not easy. But interestingly, practicing self-love helps because if you are feeling good about yourself, you are feeling engaged in your power, then you lose the need to prove yourself, to um, lash out at others, to judge someone else's behavior. Instead, you open your eyes and you see the moment and through a compassionate lens, look for a solution. I want you to hear this. I really want you to pay attention to it because it works even though it's not easy. Here's the point. If you practice self-love, if you take the time to fortify your spirit, you look in the mirror, head to toe, front to back, tell yourself, I love you just the way you are. I love myself exactly as I am. Engage self-love first. Engage it. Breathe it into your being. And then when you go out into the world, even the most difficult situation, you can look at with compassion. You can look through a clearer lens because there's not heat around it. You can cool down a heated situation if you are connected to your spirit. You can look at others and say, mm. ask the question inside, what is driving this person to behave in this way? And is there something you can see about the situation, about the other person that may be able to heal the moment so the person can see a little differently? Think about that. What can you do based upon coming from a self-possessed, aware position? What can you do to make a challenging situation better? First neutralize, then uplift it. Think about it. Pick a scenario in your life where you've had such a challenge and evaluate it using that lens. And as you go through this day and this week, if you notice challenging experiences, challenging people, challenging moments, take a breath, look at it, and ask yourself, how can you neutralize this negative moment and then uplift it? Neutralize and uplift, starting with self-love. Neutralize and uplift. It works. It worked for my daughter. The two young ladies ended up in a positive place. Not, they're not going to be best friends. They're probably not going to be friends. But they left in a positive place. How do you leave challenging situations? How can you practice self-love so that when you leave a situation, you leave it whole? This is so important. Don't create roadkill, the roadkill of the heart. If you have a heated encounter and you curse somebody out, dress them down, let them know all the things that they 
did that were wrong, on and on and on and on. And then you go off and go and do whatever you're doing, but that person is injured and broken and crushed, broken. You don't want to know, you don't want it to be true that you left roadkill of the heart? Absolutely not. So be gentle, be kind, be thoughtful. Neutralize and uplift. You can do it. It starts with loving yourself. Thank you for sharing this moment with me. I hope you are enjoying this season, this day, each day of this week until we meet again. Until next time, have a great day and make it count. Namaste.